0: It's your old pal, the Cryptkeeper. Keeper. Howdy, folks. I'm Sleazy P. Martini, entrepreneur extraordinaire. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. This is Curtis Armstrong, and you're listening to Quality Time.
1: Quality Time Podcast.
0: And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time. Quality time the dangling stuff. And, and you're listening to Quality Time Broadcast. And they pay See. I'm feeling uh, a little. I'm feeling a little bit fun today. In did fact, you, I feel did, like I could be did, under a rainbow. I'm having so much fun today. Did,
1: did did you check your email?
0: I do. I have your. I have your audio, brother. It's okay. all ready to go. I got everything queued up. Welcome to quality time. We're back once again. Uh, um, I. My name is Eric Woodworth. I'm one third of the show. Uh, we, I want to give a groundbreaking news. Um, we went through trying to do some technical things with Jeremy, and we didn't scream at each other to want to murder one another. So, this is a big day for us to for my blood. My brother, Jeremy P. Woodworth, how are you, sir?
1: I uh, we tried and we failed.
0: So, <laughs> hey, but listen, the, there's there's an old air jeremy woodworth who would would have snapped the the laptop in half by now just for you know having to work at it that long so i'm proud yeah. of you you know
1: uh, you know i tried try with these um uh, this laptop i you know, things don't work i, I tried you did, uh, I'm, you did I'm, 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 uh, I'm gonna bar the plane we're gonna just fall down the stairs i think uh, that's what we're gonna do we're I gonna think... fall off before fall, fall, fall be, Get on the plane.
0: I think we're just gonna crash it right into them buildings there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just gonna... I'm the I'm
0: the president. I'm the president. And then I think that time we could do this. we could crash the planes into the buildings. <sighs> I'ma call it seven eleven. Um, so this is fun. Jeremy, welcome back. I'm also joined by the lovely, very talented and the freshly headlined uh Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you?
2: Hi, Daddy. Hi. I'm good. Can, can I just point out, mm-hmm. I believe that Jeremy has made incredible growth the last few months, but... I'm just throwing this out there. I think that if Jeremy was not in physical pain right now, we would see our normal Jeremy. I think there'd be cursing and, yeah. and the destruction of property. But he's suffering, and we're here to suffer with him.
0: Well, if there's one thing that hasn't changed, I haven't stopped saying this to Jeremy.
2: Oh, no, no rape, no rape, no rape, no.
0: And uh that's <laughs> that's that's a little clip for later on today i'm very excited um
1: i'm I'm really happy that uh people complain about what i think is funny and uh i'm done i'm i'm just going full rape from now on
0: (laughs) he's going full rape from now
1: on it's like oh you know it's so it's so bad it's like you, you might as well just try to keep you know uh watermelons from from Gallagher from now on you
0: know yeah that is it's like, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> a rape joke for Jeremy is like st- taking that away from him is like taking the mallet out of uh, Gallagher's like, hands take, it's take, take, take
1: me it's, take me away from from the clown makeup and, yeah. and the rape joke yeah so. it's,
0: like, it's like it's like unsheathing uh Jeff Dunham's hand from the dummy you know <laughs> what is yeah. what is he at that point
2: When when I hear other people joke about rape, I get so upset because it feels like cultural appropriation of Jeremy's lifestyle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in fact, that's how I'm gonna. You know what? That's how I'm handling. If if I hear another one, I'm gonna be like, "Huh? I'm gonna need you to stop stealing Jeremy's bits." I'm actually really offended. Can you
1: can can you can you can you really um, uh, trace the um, background of Batman and the Joker.
2: <laughs> so let, let me just point this out just so everyone hears it here first. The term is rapist American.
1: <laughs> so so my, my boss uh, at uh, Andy Nelson's barbecue, Shout he was outs. the one he, he is the one that uh, sexually harassed me at my job where he touched my ass on a weekly basis yeah. which i called him out which i called him out in front of everybody and they almost tried to kick my ass i was like bring it on bring it on fucker bring it on i, J- I didn't i didn't own their business though i, I should have though I
2: um jeremy I, can i give you the female experience um which is i'm going to call you a liar because you don't have an ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, his name was Junior, not not Andy Senior. So.
0: Not not Andy N- Nelson Senior. Andy N- Nelson Junior though. Boy, did he like some juicy j. Um, so... he loved touching
1: any any other man's ass he could. So. <laughs>
0: uh, it's funny it was a Baltimore-based company when he clearly should have been from man asses. <laughs> 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 oh, there we go. You didn't know you were going to get a local reference like that. Shout outs Manassas, Virginia. Uh to,
1: to think I never would have uh been uh, uh wearing a clown suit from that uh, that my that point in my life yeah that
0: was the thing that changed the day that uh, Andy nelson jr touched your ass is the day you went yeah i think i'm fine as he slowly (laughs) puts on the makeup like this like everything's good want to learn some magic i'm gonna show you how to get to heaven later today
1: (laughs) also also that one time he bullied me in the kitchen and he was like screaming at the top of my lungs i have to uh i have to uh be there for my customers Mm -hmm. i remember just like being screamed at i was like oh i'm i'm ready to walk out and i walked her out i walked out for like 10 minutes like okay i won't kill anybody i will come back into the kitchen and this was unnecessary. Yeah, barbecue but.
0: shouldn't be that stressful, you know. A pit, but The
1: man had, the man had issues. Yeah, he had issues.
2: I do like I do like the terrifying image of Jeremy dressed like a clown, being like, "Hey, who wants me to tie their balloon knot?" Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, I remember the last thing he said to me. He's like, "When I, I was like." Uh, you know, Jeremy, when a, when a dog uh, talks to you, like uh like a dog looks like, huh? Like, I can't believe you'd say that. I'm like, yeah, you did. Yes, you did. You're an asshole and you're a dumbass. So that was the last time I talked to him. Like <laughs> this is the last time we're going to talk to each other. Last
2: time. So.
0: so I go to this, I have this show last night, right? It's in crownsville. It's a great, great show by John Yeager. And, um, uh, You've heard me do this joke before, Ashley, many times. It's the okay. little, it's the Little Mermaid bit. Okay, I love it. Yes. And it's they're eating it. It's it's crushing. I not only have that as I because I sing part of the song. I I I have the whole front row. They know the lyrics. They're fucking singing right along with it. I am ready to fucking pop the cork on this on this um punchline. Right mm-hmm. when I'm about to fucking rip the cord on it like that, which it's it's a timing based joke. You can't yes. you can't at any moment you it has to go this way and you have to do it just that right time. Otherwise the joke doesn't work good. It doesn't pop. This guy runs on stage and then it's holding a fork in my face like this. And he goes, <gasps> like that. And he's like, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he goes, he's like, it it's a thing, my bob. It's a thingamabob. I was like, and I grabbed the fork from him. And I was like, thank, thank you. You know what? This was a good. I like that you chose exactly this time for to do this right now at this moment. For I literally go for a timed joke that I was about to do. This is perfect. I'm glad. You know what? You have good instincts. <laughs> and then I look at it. I was like, oh, you picked the plastic fork with the with the chew marks on it. That's how I know it's good. Thank you for that. And he. <laughs> go and sit his ass back down and then I was undeterred I was just like I tried to get it back we sang the whole song again and then brought it back and then I did the punchline but it wasn't as good because now they knew that the rug was going to get pulled from him so he did that guy fucked me last night really good I'm
2: so sorry (laughs) but did you stab him with the fork
0: no honestly though but I look at it like this I was just like uh, this is the, the joy of live performance did it go exactly how I wanted it to go that particular moment, no, I fucking hated it. But the set overall... Was so goddamn good, other than that moment, I didn't even really fucking care. Um, in, in retrospect, I had a good finisher, every other thing, um, and so I was super happy with how everything went. And now we're gonna shit on that guy on this podcast today. That's exactly <laughs> what's gonna happen. I saw it as an opportunity to, but like, what goes through the mind where you're like, I'm gonna, you know, what this is gonna help? And he came out of nowhere, like, he wasn't in the front row, he came from like the furthest corner, He's like, I gotta get this. Phone fucking fork can, to the comedian can, well, right now
2: well eric can i say i think some other comedian was either on a podcast or something talking about this and it i'm finding it's becoming true which is there's something about either the streaming stuff like netflix and everything or what happened to us during the pandemic but i've seen such an uptick in people being like i am a participant and i'm like you're not you're here to watch me this is about me this is about me. I'm a narcissist. It's about me. Shut the fuck up.
0: Well, yeah, I, I, I like to also harken onto the the thing of um, the person who wants to be in um, so like you know like uh, Steve Hostetler uh do, like, became internet famous by doing what the destroys a heckler thing you know what I mean I think part of it is like oh man I'm gonna be the heckler that gets destroyed like it's a thing you know like how guys like to have their balls stepped on it's not a fun thing but they're like I'm gonna be I want to be the tortured person who gets all the attention right now
2: well it's it's any fame is good fame even if it's bad fame yeah
0: Yeah. so I had to dress that guy down and uh, he was the only thing that sucked about it he also uh, (laughs) there that on that same show, um, there was a, a fucking. I will. I forget the comedian's name. I'm going to look him up. But he uh, he did a lot of one liner one liners, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you one of his jokes. It didn't get a laugh, but God, it's a good joke. Okay. So uh, his name is. Let me see here. His name is. Oh, uh, uh, Charles Bill. <laughs> At least that's what his name is on Facebook. He has a lot of like one-liners kind of things. He had a fucking joke that it took even took me a second to get, but I fucking loved it. He goes, "Hey, how come so many airline pilots are always named Speaking?" (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. i don't know why it fucking i was like you know that's a good joke it's a thinker it's not for it's not for uh millersville maryland i'll tell you that but there is a there's a a brow far too high that 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 the joke deserved more so shout out to him uh great bit um but ashley last night you got to fucking host or fucking headline the second
2: saturday shit show i did i did um It was a good show. Like, the audience was, like, a little bit tight. Definitely, like, before I went on, they were um, a little bit uh, tough at first. But it was a full room. We had uh, a lot of fun. So I'm trying to think, though. um, What I wanted to tell you guys. So, yeah, great show. Um, Oh, one thing I'll tell you from last night, but I have a few other stories. I won't take too long. Mm -hmm. One thing that happened last night is I'm with Mike Quinlan. And he starts to introduce me to three women in a circle. Now I have recently met Mike's amazing, beautiful wife, okay? But it's been a while. So as he's introducing these women, I'm looking at this one beautiful, tall blonde. And I'm thinking to myself, I remember her, but it's okay, I guess she doesn't remember me. So she goes to shake my hand and I go, bitch. What are you doing? We don't shake hands. So then I hug her, and she's a little bit resistant. <clears throat> I then start to butt fuck this woman. I start humping her as a joke, <laughs> and and I am having like the best time. A regular spartaniest
0: greeting. We get it. <laughs> <Just> yeah.
2: <laughs> and and her friends are like, <laughs> okay, she's weird, not realizing it's not Mike's wife. <laughs> <laughs> so I sexually oh, like assaulted a stranger thinking I knew her. <laughs> Also, can I point out this is not the first time this happened to me. No, I also you've done this once. Twice. Grabbed a woman's. I also once grabbed a woman's ass like ten years ago and spanked her, and I was like, "Yeah, I know you like it." And she's like, "What?" Turned out to not be the same person I thought it was. So I have a history of doing this. Hey, but you, I'm a woman, so I get away with it. <laughs> Ash, Ashley,
0: you were at a show. I did this exact same thing. Not, I didn't hump them, but uh, I misplaced a name, and it it, it mm. was, it's bad for my career. That I did this. At the oh. DC improv show, the constituent show, which shout out Tim yeah. was actually, uh, he came to the show last night and uh got to see me do stand-up. And uh I fucking he's the guy that ran the constituent show. Oh um, yes, yes,
2: yes, yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. So he he was up there. Shout outs, Tim. Um, but there is a I looked over and I think I see I make eyes with this uh lady at the DC Improv, and I'm like, oh my god. I'm pretty sure that is a, a girl Beth that I went to uh, middle school and high school with. And I'm so sure of it. And I was like, I'm like, that, that's fucking Beth. Okay. And I go to walk over and she's, I'm like, hey, what's up, Beth? And then she goes, Beth? And I go, oh God, it all washes over me. This is not Beth at all. In fact, Beth is a white girl. This lady's African-American, and it's her name is Abraxis, and she books the small room at the DC yes, Improv, she does. and I've met her multiple times. <laughs> wow. And, then...
2: and I can't get books there? You <laughs>
0: to be fair, I haven't been booked since. And then... <laughs> so i'm talking to her trying to smooth things over i go i am a fucking idiot i looked you dead in the eye and i swear you were this girl i went to high school with i know you're a braxis i am so fucking sorry blah 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 then i'm talking to chris white and try to deflect and just be humorous because he's next uh chris white is another uh one of the bookers over and uh, runners of the dc improv um and as i as I do, because uh, I'm ready to leave the situation. Because I feel like I'm like, okay, I'm an idiot. I've admitted that. I got. I'm just, hopefully, we're leaving on good terms here. I decided before I walk away, I was like, all right, Chris. Hey, Beth. It was good seeing you. Thinking that maybe this will get a laugh. <laughs> I get fucking nothing. She's fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> She's fucking pissed. So I, I ruin it. I hurt my chances of getting booked to the DC Improv that way. And uh, I'm proud you, of you. You know, uh, it's not th- not like the most historic club within you know 50 miles of here. No big deal.
2: <laughs> it's okay. There's always McGoobies. Yeah, McGoobies.
0: Uh, I as long as uh uh the that that team of autistic children still love me, I'm gonna be at there. Oh God. Mood
2: mood. Uh, <laughs> So, there's two other things that happened this week, and I'll try to speed this up so I can find out what's going on with Jeremy. So, something else embarrassing happened. So, as a lot of you know, I'm getting ready to leave my shitty-ass job. And my last day's Thursday, I'm pumped, fuck that place, may it burn down. So, as I am at work the other night, I am getting ready to leave, my crew has it, they're handling it fine. As I'm getting ready to walk out the door, we're laughing about something, and I start to cackle like really hard. If you've ever seen me laugh, it's like really oh, obnoxious. Yeah, it no and, no no.
0: I wouldn't say obnoxious. I I would say gregorious. Oh,
2: thanks, Eric. Um, so I'm laughing super hard. And as I am cackling, I go, ha ha, ha boop. <laughs>
0: Realize that was your fart sound. I thought you just uh, you stroked out and became Michael Winslow for a second. You were like, right, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll try a different noise. I'll
2: try a different noise. I'm just staring dead into the eyes of my employees, and I'm like, I gotta go.
0: I read that in that uh uh. A ri- a rich dad poor dad is the way to show dominance is to fart in front of your employees to say this is my stink you live in it um They're so that's good. god you reminded me last week um we recorded our episode and then i had to rush to mount airy to go do a show uh mm-hmm. with tommy uh call, call with our band bussy and mm-hmm. uh, i'm riding with tommy to mount airy and he's in the passenger seat And he fucking rips one, like, into the leather, fucking slapping cheeks the whole way.
2: Eric, are those, let me guess... Are those his disgusting buffalo deviled egg farts from the night yeah. before? Yes. Yeah.
0: So this is this. This is the trail end of it. He also took a shit at my house before we left, and he's like, Ooh, I think oh. I got." He goes, "I think I got the rest of the eggs out," and I was like, "Thank you. I'm glad we're leaving. Leave the fan on." And so we get in the car. He rips a fucking and it is like when I tell you like the decibels. I needed. I might have needed an earplug. I might. It could have. I felt like it damaged my eardrum a little bit, and he goes. He, uh, and he looks, he, without hesitation, he looks me in the eye. He's like, ooh, I think I ripped a little silent one. Sorry.
2: Oh. <laughs> See, it was, <laughs> it boys was so are loud. So disgusting. <laughs> it was, it was, <laughs> Last thing I want to tell you, and then I want to hear what's going on with Jeremy. And this is in the realm of disgusting. I need someone else to know what I want to tell you. Okay? Okay. This is some Pontius family drama. I don't know how to describe this. Okay. All right. So my grandmother that I don't hang out with, don't spend time with, ugh, she lives in a trailer park in Pennsylvania, uh, farther from me. And my mother, her daughter goes up to visit her for 24 hours, which to me sounds like a concentration camp, good, but good for her. And she goes to visit our grandmother and she's showing her around the trailer, and they're having some sort of discussion, and my grandmother apparently says to my mom, well, you know, I, it's only a few feet between my bedroom and the bathroom, but I find this to be much easier. And my mom goes, I'm sorry, what? And she goes, oh, you know. The pot under my bed. (laughs) I'm sorry, what? She gets out like a Home Depot bucket. (laughs) She goes, I don't feel like getting up in the morning. So I will shit and piss in this bucket and then I will clean it out in the morning (laughs) and she goes why is that easier than walking across the hall to your bathroom her response is
0: I'm old all right um Jeremy would you like to share your piss and shit bucket story now as no. a retort?
1: I would never shit in a bucket.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Right, like, but we're on the same page, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that it's a bit much if you are able-bodied. Um, and you generally. have a working toilet. Yeah, you go, you go and do that. Yeah, um, I, I, I will say I have pissed and shit uh, while in bed, uh, at home before, um, on purpose. But the, I, the time I did this is when I had hernia surgery and it was excruciatingly painful to move from a lay down position. So if it was in the middle of the night, I would just fucking roll over. And I had, uh, I had one of the milk jugs and I just fucking milk jug it up now,
2: now. Okay. That's a man thing. I'm not going to give you shit for that. All men are disgusting. You all do it. <laughs> What did you just say? You said you pit, you shit yourself in bed? Oh yeah,
0: I had a bedpan to do a shit okay. uh, if I needed to. Oh, okay. Um, I
2: thought you meant you literally would lay there and shit into yourself and be like <laughs> okay. No, nah, I wouldn't
0: just I wouldn't just shit to shit. I would, uh, you know, there would be some type of thing. Although I don't think I actually did uh poo poo in the bed okay. i just had the option to but i always looked at it the thing is uh after you have surgery you get so many opioids they block you up anyway you, you don't poop. need to shit um yeah but you need to shit you know what i'm yeah. saying uh, so yeah i
1: i i know i know that it's disgusting but at the same time if you piss in a bucket or anything that you piss into and there isn't a, a sealed some sign of sealant no no you that needs to be taken care of asap if unless unless you have a, a you know if you have a milk jug it can be sealed and you don't stink up whatever you're gonna you're, you're gonna be you yeah know?
2: it is it was it was so foul and then Jeremy, i am gonna are add are
0: you th- saying are you saying milk jug or did you really mean this you go classic jeremy woodworth piss jug are you sure this is weezer (laughs) that was that was weezer actually that wasn't even i think it was weezer
2: no it's it's the uh the knockoff band pisser um (laughs) by
1: by the way uh number one i live in a in a in a upstairs man cave where you have to walk at least 30 paces downstairs but also I got. I got to play my Call of Duty, you know. Yeah. And, and at, at least it's not Call of Duty; it's piss of duty. So.
2: Honey, bring bring my piss trough. <laughs> you guys well. are disgusting. I will add this real quick. I know I'm hogging time. I'll oh, add this. But I hope this person. I hope she's not mad at me for sharing this in conjunction with Grandma. So one other thing happened between my mom and Grandma, is Grandma hands her. A mug and a candle, and goes, Hey, do you want this? I don't have a use for this shit. And my mom goes, Yeah, I'll take it since I'm the one that paid for it. (laughs) It was the Christmas gift my mom had given her.
0: The gift of piss and shit at convenience, you know?
2: Yeah, she should use that candle to get rid of the smell.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it. Th- listen, it's the gift, you know, sometimes it's hard to shop for people, and when you do, you know, if anything, she's taking it back. It's nice.
2: Oh, hey, you know what? I look forward to, like, I'm going to buy her a gift this year, but fingers crossed, it's going to be an urn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah the next time i next time i want to see grandma i want it uh in the hands of paul bearer accompanying out the undertaker um <laughs> so
2: i've held too much time i want to hear what's going on with jeremy
0: jeremy uh stroke update go
2: uh i i i,
1: I talked to my aphasia um therapy lady and uh I finally messed up with her. <laughs> it's like oh, you know I did went uh uh crazy uh, when I was 18 and went went <laughs> shit crazy. Mm, uh, <laughs> and, and when I was 30, yeah, I was shit crazy then for a week too. <laughs> <bleh>. <laughs> Thank god, I took a it took a month before I g- gave her that information. So.
0: Oh, so you had a, you I like it. You know, you used to open conversations with it. So you've if anything you've grown as a person
1: yeah yeah well you know amy got the got the best uh intervention ever so
0: (laughs) she did she did shout out to amelia well
2: well, what you're doing jeremy is you're building intimacy with her and who knows maybe in a year you'll have a new wife
0: That,
1: was might, that might take a, no, another month or two.
0: So, okay. yeah. <laughs> and my wife, um, Jeremy, you did pick out uh, this week's movie, though, Jeremy, uh, which I'm excited about. This is uh, the, the 1980 82. under 1982, one year before Carrie Fisher would star in Return of the Jedi. Uh, Under the Rainbow Jeremy Tell us why Under the Rainbow
1: Probably the uh, Second uh, Largest uh, uh, Midget movie Since The uh, The
0: Uh, the wizard of Oz. The wizard of Oz. God damn it. You fuck, got, you got it. it. Fuck. You got there. Son um, of a fuck. And I mean if there is a midget in this movie, uh every it's a who's who. Uh you get the great Billy Barty, uh you get uh Frank Fonda Car or uh Fonda Caros in it.
1: And then the Fonda Caro brothers.
0: The brothers, the brothers Fonda Caro. Yes. Um uh, you get Cork Hubbard. I mean, it's just a who's who of little people. And are you uh, ready?
1: Are you ready for the rest of the list?
0: I'm ready for the rest of the list because I knew you'd have it, brother. That'd
1: be uh, Zelda Rubenstein from uh, Poltergeist. From, uh, Poltergeist. Yeah. Um, the biggest little person that you never know is is the little person known as ET and his his uh, one of his different. ET characters was uh, Pat Bylon and uh he died before ET came out. Oh, ET died. Oh, uh but of course um my my other favorite has to be uh Debbie Lee Carrington who's our first uh her first role she in uh obviously in uh Total Recall with the the Midget Hooker in uh uh the, with the, the Uzi. Oh, out. okay. Uh, but okay. also, also the, the these these two were really hard for me to figure out. Was the the young the mother in the Toxic Avenger who gets killed by the Toxic Avenger to kill a midget? Hell <laughs> <It's>, yeah! <laughs> I think her name was uh was Norma Pratt. When she she goes she goes to get her her boys clean her pants clean like I don't know who has, what airs on his pants <laughs> to see <laughs> his young girls. <laughs> uh, I think I I'm I'm not a hundred a hundred percent, but I really thought that Felix Silva was one of the midgets at the end of uh, uh who who should have been in this movie he's Tweaky slash cousin it even though he should have been real real uh but it's a tiny scene i thought it was him and also my my most most important was uh the old the blonde uh, also was uh gildan gilda cohen who was also in in the elephant man and uh uh she was probably she's probably in a, in the movie freaks she was that old oh yeah. okay so nice so that's 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 the best i could th- i could know off the top of my head so
0: so uh yeah, there's also a lot of other great actors and actresses in this movie. Uh, of course, the great Chevy Chase uh, is in this, as well as Carrie Fisher. Uh, both have pretty leading roles in this. Um, and as you go down, you get Adam Arkin, uh, who plays the uh, the manager of the hotel, um, and great character actor Mako, uh, who is just he's probably most famously for me known a, as two different roles the narrator in conan the barbarian uh for uh, who you alone will do with this um and then uh he also is the voice of aku uh for many years on samurai jack so um very great and he, so he's done voiceovers for master splinter and t- teenage mutant ninja turtles just a great character actor what, what about
1: dexter's De- dexter's laboratory uh what about it he's the he's opening for uh tech Dexter that's Mako.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So, that's awesome. A lot of great character actors in here. Um but let's uh let's start running down this movie which has so many midgets and so little time um it is uh it starts off it's 1938 in the usa is in the grips of the great depression and uh in a corrugated iron barn surrounded by mud and puddles we get to see the uh this uh little destitute fucking shack in kansas that's serving as refuge hostel, community uh feed place uh for the unemployed as well as the post office and the bus station uh we get to meet sweet uh uh, rollo sweet played by cork hubbard famously uh the little person from uh the movie i think his biggest role is what legend where he plays the little the little fella in legend with
1: with with billy barty
0: Yes, yes. Uh, he enters the barn to see if he's got a letter from Hollywood because he's applied to be in uh, in a big-time movie, um, The Wizard of Oz, which is yet to be made. Um, we also get to... Um, See that uh, there's something going wrong with the radio station. As FDR's on there telling us about the threats of maybe possibly Nazi Germany. Uh, this is pre World War Two at oh. the time.
1: Oh, have either of you fit, uh, seen his other greatest movie of all time called Caveman?
0: I have not seen Caveman, though I did see it on, on his credits.
1: That would be the movie starring Ringo Starr and <gasps> Shelley Shelley Long. <laughs>
0: oh, all right. And
1: Lyle Alzado. <laughs> otherwise known as otherwise known as the Goonie in in the basement. So <laughs> Oh
0: a sloth. Lyle Alzado. Loth, I didn't yes. know baby
1: Ruth, Ruth. Oh my gosh. He was jacked. He was a big freaking football player.
0: So Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> you also, uh, so he has to go fix the antenna to hear FDR's address. Uh, he ends up falling down. Um, and uh, uh, the next thing that we get to see after he falls off the roof and uh, is incapacitated, our sweet uh, Rallo. Uh, we hear the voice again, but it's been restored as it speaks of Hitler's invasion into Germany's neighboring Austria. Uh, and we get to see the Fuhrer, played by Theodore Lehmann, who's instructing his diminutive but aggressive accent Otto Kriegling, uh, played by Billy Barty, uh, on his latest mission. And I have a little audio clip of... Uh, Hitler speaking to Billy Barty, playing auto here.
1: The map of the American defenses will be passed to a Japanese secret agent. (laughs) You will rendezvous with this agent in California. Uh, One question, mein Führer. Jawohl.
2: Uh,
1: How will I know him? He will greet you with this password. The pearl is in the river the pearl is in the river perfect (laughs) you will look for
2: a japanese man in a white suit how will he know me (laughs) he will look for a man your size good i will not fail my fellow this is a japanese airline
0: for- and then uh, he walks over and uh, Billy Barty Heil Hitler's him, but in the balls. He gives him a ball <laughs> tap with the uh, the Heil Hitler there. Jerry's ah. now showing us uh, pictures of Lou Alzado, um, former. Uh, and this one almost shows his cock. Uh, ah. I guess that's a Playgirl magazine shoot there.
2: <laughs> that's terrifying. Um, I just want to point out. That uh, the pearls in the river is the same code phrase I use to tell a dude I'm ovulating. Hell
0: yeah, hell yeah. Okay, more pictures. More. (laughs) Jeremy's finding nudes of Lou Alzado, and he can't stop showing them to us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I want to see (laughs) sloth more.
0: You know, without the eye, I I, it's a hard pass, dog.
2: (laughs) I don't. I don't want to do. Mm, no, I don't. So, uh, Rocky Road. We, we
0: <laughs> more like Rocky Chode. Am I right? Uh, there. <laughs> so, uh, we. You never,
1: you never seen a man with so much hair. Oh my God!
0: He is a very hairy man. He should flat iron that thing. He'll look like a (laughs) bear. We all deserve. Um, We also get to meet um, Chevy Chase, who's playing Bruce Thorpe. Uh, He goes on a little ocean liner to meet the Duchess and the Duke uh, from Austria, who are fleeing as tensions are rising over there. Now, this is these are the this is the Duke, who's the uh, I guess the heir of Archduke Ferdinand, uh, very famously known. For uh his assassination started World War One. Um, very, you know, this I love every bit of humor is so tasteless in this movie that they just it like even like this is like the least Uh, offensive joke is talking oh we have the archduke Ferdinand's son who's still a duke but he owns nothing now and he's still scared that he's going to be assassinated so he leaves anyway his wife the duchess is blind and she has a dog and they can't tell her that the dog has died like 10 different times uh, in the past
2: that's my my favorite part is him talking about the dead dogs and my favorite is when he's like one was by suicide
0: I, I I have the clip for that um but it is so good so he it, they're in they go into a train he is now tasked with being the personal protection for the duke and the duchess uh because he's scared of an assassination attempt with who believes that this could even happen he has no power or anything but yes the assassin who is also the grandson you'll find out later of the guy who killed Archduke ferdinand wants to kill him still um in all of his lineage so he does actually have an assassin that. That's following him around. Um, But he accidentally, he goes, don't worry for an assassin. I have this gun. And he accidentally shoots the fucking dog to death (laughs) in the train car. And they immediately just go to the other thing. You're like, slip the guy a fiver and they let him into the storage thing. And they were like, oh, we can choose any dog we want here. And there's a whole pet section on this train that are in cages. There's rabbits that are literally fucking. And and then he's just like, oh, this is a dog that looks nothing like the other dog. This will do. If
2: Uh, if you think about it, this is kind of becoming the Tommy Simbazo storyline
0: god the only the only movie that has killed more dogs is milo and otis at this point and here's here's a section uh i have an audio clip of the duke talking about how the uh, how all the dogs have died and uh here
2: we go. How did they all die? oh the first strudel died by assassination my father fell on him i have lived in constant so
0: wait a minute so the, that's pretty funny is that he died from assassination so the archduke ferdinand dies and when he fell over he killed his dog <laughs> this is pretty good
2: i do like the idea that we stop saying i had my pet euthanized and just start telling people i assassinated my pet <laughs>
1: I, I think an important part of any movie is making funny uh, deaths in animals. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like uh kind of like a fish called Wanda where he assassinate's the dogs by accident. Oh, uh,
0: yeah. I'm I'm telling
2: over. you if if uh Tommy Simbazo has adopted that other dog, he needs to just keep naming each consecutive dog Vinny, Vinny 1, Vinny 2, Vinny two.
0: Vinny's little helper. Um <laughs> <laughs> so All look, here's here's the rest of this clip of how all the other dogs have died.
2: ...and fear ever since. I can understand that. What about the rest of the... Oh, there were some drownings, there were some tramplings, shootings. Oh, and one suicide.
0: (laughs) And one suicide. (laughs) What is... How did he die? Death by chocolate. Um. So... (laughs) This is, that's good. That's, that's good. Um, so we get to meet these fucking uh, Jack Bootin psychos. Uh, and the next thing, uh, we also get to meet Carrie Fisher, who's playing Annie Clark. She's the one who is is now has to be the, I'd like to, I'd, I'll affectionately refer, refer to her as the midget wrangler. So her job for the Wizard of Oz is to take care of all of the little people get them to the hotel and get them to the set so she's the she's got little hands for the little handlers and so she has to go to the train station which all the midgets are on the same train as the duke they're all going to the same hotel and to take them over um off of there there's a whole thing with like rollo where he has to outrun the police because he's a stowaway uh with like a little he's a hobo with a knapsack they're like hey that guy didn't pay for the train we're taking him back to kansas and uh no but he he's able to escape and they all make their way to uh the hotel uh where uh, all
1: court Corky gets to uh make uh uh make out out with the the, the older uh, uh, midget blonde, yeah, and of yeah. course she was definitely in the in the in the in the Elephant Man, and, and she 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 could have been in the uh, the, the the Wizard of Oz. We we no, almost know, uh, but anyway, uh, that that was that was her name, Gilda. And no, oh no, she's 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 part of the Cantina scene in in in, in Star Wars.
0: Jeremy, oh. that was a lot of things that you gave us there. Um, I know- yeah,
1: Gilda. Yeah.
0: I'm not sure what to do with all the information, but yes, he did make out with the uh, the older, hotter midget. But um, to,
1: to, to think, to think that that Carrie Fisher probably knew almost half of the cast from from on under the rainbow before uh, working with all the all the the Ewoks in uh, Return of true. the Jedi.
0: Yeah, so they, they she films this in '82 and then just goes up back again good to see you now throw on this cute little bear costume hey we you know we made this movie under the rainbow i gotta be honest with you i thought it was a little bit offensive to how they depicted you if you could put on this bear suit now (laughs) (laughs) and 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 get to fucking work i'd appreciate it
1: (laughs) i i I hate to i hate to say this one of the happiest days of my life was when I first uh, interviewed uh, v- Mil- Felix Silva, otherwise known as cousin It and also Tweaky that he would just like by the way I I, 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 I drove with him to a bar me, me and and, 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 and uh, Kenny Baker, otherwise known as RTG too. It's like mm-hmm. oh he he, he, dr- he we drank warm beer. I was like, oh, gosh, both of these guys hanging in a, in a bar together drinking with Tweaky and, and R2-D2. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is my dream of all time. I thought
0: I thought it was fucked up that they would only give him half pints, though.
2: <laughs> anyway. Uh... Um, can, can, can I just quickly say that it's so good to see Jeremy get so excited. I feel like little people Are your trains? If you were autistic, yeah,
0: this is your autism thing. Is is little people?
1: (laughs) Well, sometimes I get a little excited and then I just start throwing them as far as I can. I'm like, oh no, (laughs) never throw them around every
0: every time I make a new little friend, I break them and I hate myself for it.
2: (laughs) And are then, we? And, and then I'm thrown out of the bar. Are we saying there's a possibility that I could meet a little person someday that's asking me for help and goes, If you look under my boot, Jeremy signed his name?
0: <laughs> yeah. You're like, Hey, yeah, this is my friend Jeremy. And then he leans into you, Ashley, like, Call the police. <laughs> <laughs> oh god
1: Uh, so uh you can only you can only only so many times in 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 court you know so
0: so as uh we also get to meet the uh hotel manager who uh he's like uh, i think uh played by uh adam arkin and uh henry his name is Henry Hudson in the film. Uh, he's left. He's the dim-witted guy who's left in charge of the hotel as the real manager is leaving. So he's the acting manager. He goes so far as to change the name to uh, the the Rainbow Hotel, and uh, he really wants to to capitalize on. I the funny part is is like he's capitalizing on a movie he doesn't know is even like going to be good. Like we know Wizard of Oz is great, but he's just heard the idea of it being made and you're like, this I'm changing the name of the hotel right now.
2: <laughs> I uh I'm a little bothered by it, in fact, Eric, because I don't find it to be historically accurate because the Rainbow Hotel I know for a fact was in West Hollywood.
0: Oh, isn't that the place where the all oh, like the uh what's his name? Um serial killer killed the uh, god what the fuck is his name robert ramirez and shit like that that was a gay joke oh okay god. west hollywood <laughs> is for the gays I, i've never been uh but at uh, least so, I'll, uh, at least i'll know i'll be accepted uh, so
1: so the the important uh, uh plot point is that she is supposed to make the, the the call to get all these midgets in the in the uh <laughs> It, it, on, on the phone and she's like eh I'll just put gum in, in a special uh, message for yeah, all these but of <laughs> course the, she's a, a little tiny part is Louisa Moretz she is of course she, her other her other little bur- blurb she was one of the first uh, uh, uh the actual actress who was in the sexual harassment case with uh Bill Bill um, Cosby when when she oh. was back went back in the seventies, oh. and of
0: course, so this little person, Bill Cosby. No, she wasn't. She wasn't little. She was a. Oh, she was an actress. Girl. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Sorry. When
1: when she when she made her her time uh, in uh, Cuckoo's Nest because she's trying to make it with uh, Scatman Crothers, but also I tried to see her and chill her, and I tried to meet her. I was like oh wow she's coming from from a cuckoo's nest oh my gosh and she she literally died like two or three years ago i was like she looked like she was like 80 something years old i was like oh my gosh she Mm. was like that old it's like man but it was so it was great to meet her so that's
0: cool Did did she give you any life advice about uh hollywood
1: uh no, but it, she was. She was really depressing seeing somebody that old. And uh, the other, the other, the other did, did you lean in? was. Act- hey,
0: did you lean in and just go? Hey, if you could do us a favor, maybe don't come anymore. There's, um, there's literally
1: when you you, you, when you existing
0: you, you, is making me depressed.
1: Wait, when you when you, <laughs> you you meet some people and are like, wow, you look like you're gonna die like any moment. So you know, I uh, know
2: what I, you I, mean. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: god i'm a. is that a real fear that you're just like you're you, you're gonna have to be there when it dies and they're out of town
2: yes because one time a friend of joe and katie's was like here can you watch my hospice dog and i was like i need money
1: <laughs> oh, god. but the fact the fact of the matter is if you go to chiller you're like oh that's that guy from the gremlins who was like eight, seven years old when he finally made it to the uh, what are the uh, the demon knight mm-hmm. where he's the old alcohol? It's like, oh wow, now he's he's only ninety. He's like ninety five. It showed like he was he was very well. Yeah, he still looked that's very a, good. Like
0: Dick something I can't remember. Dick, Dick,
1: LaMiller, Dick the, Miller, Dick Miller. Yeah, there you go. The the, the king of all independent uh, in, independent Corman films of all time, and mm-hmm. he's like. Thank God I could meet this guy because you, you you're never gonna see him.
0: Do you ever want to last n- another
1: another another year before he dies?
0: The so. most decrepit person I ever saw To Monster Mania, Jeremy, was the guy who was the original creature from the Black Lagoon, who had without makeup slowly morphed into that now. Like he was just like I was this man years ago. No,
1: Rick Rick Rico Browning, who literally died a, a week ago.
0: There you go. From, from
1: the, from, from the, uh, from the creature of the Black Lagoon. And he, and, he, and he looked pretty bad a couple years ago. And you're like, okay, well, he's still around. He's, but he was like 90. Yeah, and he finally made it. And you are like, whew. Well, i tell Well,
2: I gotta tell you guys, I feel the same way when I see a woman over 40 doing stand-up. I'm like, Ugh, ew, gross. gross. No one wants to see you here.
0: Ugh. <laughs> Why didn't you advertise it as gilf comedy? Um... <laughs> so uh we the getting us back on track uh there's also uh, other people that show up is a whole bus of japanese people that are the japanese uh japanese uh uh amateur photography society or japs for short and that blew they- my mind <laughs> they get off and they immediately go in so now they're of course all wearing white suits and uh, now there's so there's uh, hundreds of mid there's like 50 midgets and then another 20 Japanese people all dressed in white suits so of course the comedy of the Japanese guy who's supposed to meet the midget Nazi because he's short and he'll be the only Asian there is just completely blown now now kookiness about how World War Two is gonna happen is just swirling around out there
1: can, can, can we can we give it give it to uh Quentin Tarantino to only give uh, a a, a racial slur on any other movie for the last 20 years like oh Michael Madsen there you go there you go Michael Madsen good job
0: so um all this is happening it's just absolute chaos from the second they walk in um the assassin shows up uh because the duke likes to wear ridiculous fucking disguises he wears like a nose with like things he's like I think you're fine uh but no this guy actually is trying to kill him uh, they have dinner later that night and the assassin tra- tries to poison the duke's uh uh wine but ends up killing one of the uh japanese photographers instead and chevy Chase is like hey this guy's dead and then he goes well we got to do this so they they end up covering up the murder because it's, the, it's so busy they were like we can't let anybody know about this so they <laughs> they just they just hide this japanese dead guy uh in the meat locker for the time being um while this is all happening, and as it progresses further, oh, that Jeremy's now showing us a picture of the assassin, uh, and I'm sure he has something to say about it. Jeremy.
1: Did, did, did any of you guys watch uh, the, the good episodes of uh, Mark and Mindy? Uh,
0: I can't say is that I have. Uh, no, 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 no.
1: He was definitely <laughs> second only to uh, Mark's friend Exador, who always wore, like, a... A, a white <laughs> the, the old <laughs> biblical guys like mark i can hear all these people in, around me because he's completely insane it's like oh this is this is somebody that hangs, hangs around with mark so, cause he's <laughs> think that there's voices around him all the time so that was exodor so
0: so they they all start, uh, all the uh, all the little cast members start getting dressed up as munchkins because it's going to be shooting time and as they're ready to head to set, um, the little Nazi, uh, Billy Barton, is trying to find, ev- talking to every Japanese person and giving him the secret code word and there's uh, there's just antics that follow constantly uh, but one guy picks up Billy Barty and I did save this little piece of audio because he goes and carries him to the set like a little child and I hear here, here's a little audio of Billy Barty struggling. Uh, here we go.
2: Uh, he says
0: I'll dive bomb your country, which is basically making a kamikaze joke. to the Jap- looking at the Japanese guy and it's just uh it's just a beautiful uh, offensive yeah, it- movie.
1: You know, dive bombing might be about uh, Japanese, but it is really about the Stuka. So, uh,
0: dein Stuka. So, uh, because
1: that's that's what that's what they they bombed um, England with. So, uh,
0: yeah, un Blitzkrieg. So, by the way,
1: there's there's a, there's a band called Stukas Over England. So,
0: oh, is there?
1: Well
0: yeah. So, um, the uh. Eventually, the the Japanese guy and uh, Billy Barty do meet up, and now they're trying to look for the the hidden map, uh, which they think Carrie Fisher has for some reason, even though she doesn't have it. Uh, They break into her room and then are forced to crawl out on the ledge. When Chevy Chase then goes to investigate to hear what the sound is, he bumps into Carrie Fisher, and then they spill onto the bed where you hear this. There it comes now. Oh no rape. No rape. No
1: rape. No, no. Shh. shh. I'm with the Secret Service. <laughs> Secret Service? You understand?
0: <laughs> you do? Good. Good. You promise you won't scream? Good. That's always the best way if you scare a woman to cover her mouth and say, hey, you promise you won't scream? And
2: <laughs> Secret Service, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, look. Okay. Shh,
0: shh, shh, shh. Let's calm down. See? Look bruce thorpe united states secret service
2: okay and i uh suppose that's your gun huh
0: oh no i wear a uh, shoulder holster there you go he wears a shoulder holster it wasn't a it was a boner it was a boner honor um <laughs> very classy I- scene i feel like ashley what do you think about it
2: um i can't wait until people start mistaking eric for having a boner and then he's like oh no there there's no way that's a gun that's that's Uh
0: that's my gun Uh so uh
2: so wait this
1: is the first part first time that gary fisher is is having to do with rape in this movie
0: I believe so because the Billy Barty scene comes up next, Jeremy.
1: Okay, so the second, we got, we the got first one, part. Okay,
0: we, we got one more. I I believe your song it will will entail to this next clip, uh, because the uh, Billy Barty now dressed up as an actual. Um, uh, munchkin from the wizard of oz uh and he's like the lot he's he's definitely dressed as one of the lollipop guild which i i do recognize and he's like we will look for this but rallo overhears his nefarious plot so he knows he's bad um and it's also worth mentioning that during this part apparently all of the 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 <laughs> All of the midgets now are getting hammered and running amok because they're like they basically treat them the rest of the movie like the like the movie gremlins. They're just around. They're getting into ele- <laughs> little little cart elevators. They're speeding around, causing general havoc, just making trash everywhere. And <laughs>
1: it's they, 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 they can't they can't mention the fact that it's Zelda Rubinstein and trying to get the old guy Drunk, like women mm. and beer, and they, and yeah. they li- li- pretty much making him like a Lillipotian with. Was strapped against the floor with midgets.
0: So. Yes, yes. So Zelda Rubenstein from the movie Poltergeist is trying to get a full-grown man drunk and then ties him up like *Gulliver's Travels* because she's trying to fuck. Um, it's it's a lot. It's a lot oh, to take in.
1: I, I, I also before you can um, uh, can you only put less than thirty seconds of this when we when we actually uh, prep it up.
0: Um, y- yeah sure
1: so I didn't want to make it too long
0: well it is a three minute and nine second song J- I, we can play it as an entirety and then I can cut it down yeah whatever
1: at the end is fine so,
0: so look here's the, here's the thing uh, immediately when this happens she she goes out um, and says hey you need to fucking handle handle these little people This is enough. And so she walks into the kitchen. They've started an entire Stomp the Yard fucking band playing on pots and pans. Like, just like, ding, 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 ding. Is this annoying? Is this annoying? We're not real humans. And they are just causing a muck. She sends them all to bed and then opens the little uh, 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 service elevator, the little tiny one where you just put food and drink in. And, of course, Billy Barty's in there. He goes, ah, it's good to see you. And I have this clip here.
2: How careless of you to meet me here. (laughs) Give me the map. I know you killed a man
1: for it, and I got it. Killed a man?
0: A map?
1: Oh, listen, Buster, you've already got the part. Why did you save it for the cameras?
0: I burnt the map.
1: I recognize that voice from the bathroom. Miss Clark's in trouble. I want to get upstairs to the penthouse and tell that guy Thor. Well, what can he do? Help He's you? a G
2: man. Tell him Miss Clark's in trouble. Now go.
0: Give me a map. Fun is fun, but this. Ah. If you don't give me the map, my fun will be cutting you
2: into little pieces.
0: And he presents a little sword from his cane. Fun
2: Bye. And then he starts oh.
0: cutting her dress Bye. off. Bye. And
2: she's, she's
0: just in her underpants back. now. And he goes... Stand back, Mr. Clark. I'll take care of this. Back. So then Rollo shows up and they have a midget fight that goes all through the kitchen so he can protect Sweet Carrie Fisher from the implication of midget rape right here. Um, even though Carrie Fisher could just grab him and throw him as far as she could desire. I mean, you see Billy Barney in this movie. He has a leg that's bowed out like this and waddles places. It's not intimidating at all. And he d- he says, I am a master swordsman. And <laughs> just fighting through the kitchen. It's insanity. Um, but Jeremy, you made a special song for for this, uh, and uh, do you have anything you'd like to preface this song with at all?
1: Uh, I put a lot of thought into it.
0: Yeah. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Here's Jeremy's song of the week. Nazi. Well, we'll just play it. I am in the-
1: Nazi midget rape at night point. Nazi midget rape. Nazi midget rape at at night point. Nazi midget rape.
0: Oh, Man, Jeremy, again.
1: Is, is there really point for any any lyrics? Just just get the chorus. That's yeah, all. Just it, get the, yeah.
0: just the chorus. That's all you need. Sometimes you
1: get you get Billy Barty saying the Z Kyle. That's it. it it's it's very politically correct. So.
0: That's. I mean, listen. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it, Jeremy.
2: Jeremy, did you know that Nazi midget rape was playing at the auto bar last night? <laughs>
1: Oh, great. So I stole it? Damn it.
2: Hey, Jeremy, it doesn't Uh. matter that you stole it because isn't that the point of rape? (laughs) (sighs) Good job, Jeremy.
1: Is there a a Chris Restivo joke in there somewhere?
0: I don't think so. (laughs) No. He's a whole other can of worms. So uh, by this time, again, the the whole hotel is in chaos. Um, there's actual uh, there's there's little people dressed as the monkeys now. They're doing acrobatics from the chandeliers. Somehow during through all this, the the manager gets stuck on a chandelier and he's just stuck there. And uh, we get to hear a rally cry from um, Sweet what's his name? Uh, oh. Well, also, during this now that uh, uh, Carrie Fisher is now abducted, or, or no, she's locked in a meat cellar or something like that. They find the dead bodies. Chevy Chase also gets locked in there. Uh, very, lot of shades of nothing but trouble right there. And they then, um, they the, now they want to... Uh, catch this evil Nazi midget. So I did have this one clip. It's called The Rally Cry. And it's where Rallo is trying to trying to it's like his brave heart speech in this movie of trying to get everybody together here so they can take down the one evil midget here.
1: Uh, there you are. Oh. Nice Alright now that guy upstairs, Thorf, he's a G-Man. And he's asked us for our help. Yeah, and we'll all be Junior G-Man. Ha <laughs> ha ha! Lame braid. Don't you know when they're trying to pull a shot joke on you? Come on, gang. The party's at my floor. You're wrong, Smokey. He's wrong. Thorpe's on the level. I've seen his identification. He's the real McCoy. Ah. Nice, fine horn. I'm telling you, there isn't that out Miss Carroll. A little guy is dressed like me. Come to I've a secret
0: map! I've got a mighty
1: captain Clark, and then he tried to kill me!
0: Come on. It's true! Look! There he is!
1: There he There. That's the guy with the dog! He tried to
0: kill me! Let's get it. <laughs> So as this is happening, they all go rush with their little legs, run up the stairs. It takes way too long for them to get to the top, and then uh, we see the bank, uh, the hotel manager who's stuck at a chandelier say this: "Perfect, a midget posse." And then uh, what happens for the next twenty minutes of the movie? Twenty minutes is this music happening. <laughs> midgets make their way through tinsel town different sets they go through gone with the wind a western set everywhere and just wreaking havoc and causing trouble while they're trying to catch billy barney so much so that they eventually actually go through a women's bathroom where you get to see your only titty in the movie as they're like this and then all of the midgets go through that and then the last one who's like the weirdest littlest grossest looking one he goes hold on, wait a second. He closes the door and just smiles as ladies go. "Ah!" And he walks over like he's going to go find the entire room of naked women in Hollywood right now. Um, these are, these are bits of the movie. The
1: the imitation, the intimidation factor also as the, as the character ET.
0: So, yes. And so the character ET is now going to, uh, get at it. Um, so, uh, they... I'd
1: really like to think that Steven Spielberg said, saw this like, man, if I could have like a midget rape somebody in this movie.
0: Gosh. Yeah, he's tried. Um, and then it, when there's a break every once in a while from the silly music, you get to hear things like this. All right, guys, you ready to get us a Nazi? Yeah! yeah! Let's go, get... Guys, you ready to get us a Nazi? Yeah! <laughs> so and then back to silly music as they're chasing Billy Barty around the set. Uh, whilst this is happening, to uh, the duke and his uh wife as well as um sweet carrie fisher are being held at gunpoint by the uh japanese guy who has a camera gun it's not just a camera it's also a gun um so you can blend in with the other japanese folks there and what while that's happening of course you remember there's an assassin that's still trying to get the duke so the assassin walks in on the duke uh Uh, and sees him there and... All of a sudden, the guy, the 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 Japanese guy has the camera gun. Sees that that guy has a gun. He's like, "Oh, my picture!" He shoots him with the camera gun. Then that guy shoots him back. They kill each other so that the Duke and uh, Carrie Fisher could be freed from this situation. Meanwhile, the whole time, the Chevy Chase is told a lie, saying that the dog has the map around his neck. So Billy Barty is just chasing the dog, trying to find the map of all of the U.S. locations which makes no sense world war ii hasn't started i mean they can be moved there's no way this is going to be helpful information at all uh as they're running amok eventually uh somehow chevy chase does indeed get the map because he lied about it being on the dogs thing so he just had it and it didn't matter and then billy Barty out of control uh End up, ends up getting no it's uh, Rollo who's trying to chase Billy uh, I think he ends up incapacitating him somehow but then crashes his wagon into the actual set of the Wizard of Oz as he goes crashing through flies like a hundred feet like Colossus is throwing Wolverine and then passes out where he then starts to open his eyes again Will be all right?
2: I'm just an old horse doctor but I think you'll be fine
1: what happened? Oh, you had a nasty fall. Timmy saw you fall
2: in the wagons, and he carried you in. Well, Doc, do you think he can travel? Travel? Ah. Oh, I think so.
0: Come on. So he's he's woken up. He's back in the original part of the movie. It has a full Wizard of Oz ending where it's all been a dream that he's been in a kooky mansion hotel filled with midgets and a Nazi. And he goes out to this bus that's waiting for him outside in the real world in Kansas still. Going. To the bus. The bus? hmm I dreamed that. Is that so? Well, Take a look at a dream come true.
2: Rollo, you're going to Hollywood. Hey! Here he is!
0: I don't know why I find this part so funny. They it's not even a real bus. It's literally like paddy wagon. Like it's like a jailed <laughs> paddy wagon with no windows. They open it up. It's filled to the brim with every midget in the movie. Everyone is <laughs> It's like it. You wouldn't transport people like this unless they were to be enslaved. Put it like that. They're just packed in there. It's a ton of little people, and then, of course, the in the middle from the from the maw of little flesh, you see Billy Barty emerge from this. <laughs>
2: Seamire. Egging to the stars. Stick
1: my feet, son, and I'll take you to the top. I'll be a son of a bitch. Time's a waste of now. Get up, Barbara. Yeah, in here.
2: Oh, my. Oh, oh, oh. Ah, he's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to an end. Of Under the, the Rainbow with this song the the here.
1: You even be a star. We always knew you knew you could.
0: Oh, uh, Jeremy, your final thoughts on uh, this wonderful film, Under the Rainbow. You know at least he had a good
1: uh midget chorus unlike the remake of return of the jedi with the shitty music that uh john williams fucked up whereas he had the ewoks going yug-nug you know yug-nug the topi topi toki And also what really bugs me is that lily barty is supposed to be driving this little bus Unless he has his little extensions, behind, and also, um, uh, I guess that. Uh, also, my my other favorite uh, little midget that you you never see. I I think should have gave him look. He it looked like the exact same suit and white white hat to the uh, Roman Polanski midget.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. The, I know the guy. Isn't that the guy who's holding the dummy? Or whatever? Yeah, 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 dummy. yeah, the guy who has the so. ventriloquist midget. Yeah, he does have a Roman Polanski look, which is interesting because the size of that one is a woman's size that Roman Polanski would be interested in. <laughs> 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 Ashley, <laughs> uh, your final thoughts on this uh, this film?
2: <laughs> um, You know, I liked it, but I don't think I liked it as much as as the one with segregated black midgets under the black rainbow.
0: Oh, under the black rainbow. Oh, man. Um, I will say this is, uh, it, of all of the movies with the word rainbow in it, this will be my second favorite as well. Uh, I do like, I do like Beyond beyond the uh, isn't that beyond the black rainbow by the director yes. mandy it's a great movie yes. i agree that one fucking rules um but no uh, jeremy i i think i liked this movie more just knowing you in general because uh, i know how, how much joy this movie brought to you it might not be my favorite but you know what neither is missionary and that's the only kind of sucks i have so anyway guys uh another great episode ashley where can people find you at
2: Uh, You can always find me online at Ashley Pontius laughs this week. uh, This will drop on Monday. So this week you can catch me at church of satire on Wednesday evening or the loo room in Baltimore on Friday. Or please come out to Tiger Lily in Eastern Maryland because I'll be headlining.
0: Oh yeah, check all that shit out. You can catch all things Eric Comedy at EricComedy.com. Bussy has a show at a little coffee shop in Arlington, Virginia, coming up this Saturday. Check out my social medias for all the tickets and bullshit there. Come and uh, let's sell out this nice little venue. It's gonna be a fun time. Jeremy, take us the hell out of here, brother. The power is in the river.